the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, which you can download free from WFIL.com. Put on your smartphone or tablet, carry us with you wherever you go. Thank you for listening in. Nice day. Had clouds earlier, sunshine coming through as the day progressed and still going strong. 69 the high, clear low uh, skies tonight, low 44. Good deal of sun tomorrow, 71 the high. Person can get used to this. Flyers lost 4-2 to Boston last night. They're at the Islanders tomorrow night at 7. Sixers beat the Boston Celtics 106-96 last night. Big guy Joel Embiid back in the lineup with 35 points. They're at New Orleans Friday night at 8. And the Phillies lost their first game of the season. They're 4-1. 8-4 to the Mets. Didi Gregorius, his first home run of the year. Bright spot there. They're home against the Mets again this afternoon. In fact, first pitch is just moments away. Victoria, how are you this fine, sunny, what's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. It's like my mic's working today. It is. I actually, <laughs> full disclosure, yesterday, halfway through the program, we're chatting, and I couldn't hear you, and I thought your mic was wrong. I think I had the board set improperly where I'm sitting, and I think you were fine. Things happen. And I was the one who was not set up properly, so. Sometimes those things happen. Yes. Well, so but I'm doing I'm doing well on this nice Wednesday. It was a little rainy earlier. I went for a run and it rained on me, but now it's sunny. So that feels refreshing, good. probably would right? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, a little, it was a little sprinkle. It wasn't a downpour, thankfully. Yeah, well, that can be fun too. Uh, so my wife actually will do that once in a while. She just run out if there's a rainstorm. Young at heart, I love I love that about her. Uh, so coming up in a few minutes, we have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Sharon Ford. And she's director for foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family. Of course, that program has been on our airways for many years. You can catch it at 7 a.m., 8.30 p.m. And Dr. Ford has years and years, decades of experience. We want to chat with her uh, because uh, April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. And one way you can certainly be a part of that is through thoughts of perhaps foster care and or adoption. Uh, so we'll pick her brain because she probably has a lot of Good things to be able to share with regard to these topics. Um, also, just kind of on a lighter note, uh, it is a beautiful day, and we have Rita's gift cards. In fact, I brought the Rita's bucket in studio. And if you would like to get a Rita's gift card, feel free to send a quick text during the program, anytime between now and 5, and uh, we'll give you one. But here's what I need. I need your full address, so it can just be a one-stop shop thing. So the address, uh, the, the meaning, you know, first name, last name, address with the zip. And it'll be a gift card to Rita's, 
in the honor of the warmer weather, God is sending us, uh, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, each of these gift cards, $5.60, one per household, and we'll be glad to give you one. We're going to be mailing prizes out tomorrow, so today, get with it and win. Text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And again, first and last name, your address, including zip, and we'll send one out to you. We would love to do that. It's fun to make winners. And again, this is not a drawing. This is anybody who texts in before 5 o'clock. I lost my mind? It's It's possible. Happy to do it, though. All right, there you have it. And we'll mix in some other things during the hour as well. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 409, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in. We have a new contest on our website. Just went up this afternoon for the new Phil Joel CD slash EP. It's a six song uh, project. Features the song Better Than I Found It, which is also the name of the project. We've been playing that on the show the last week or so. And uh, also his new, well, relatively new book called Redwoods and Whales. So if you want to enter, WFL.com contest page for that. You'll find other fine contests there as well. Have at it. Have a lot of fun. We are welcoming aboard a uh, brand new guest to our program. Very glad to make her acquaintance, Dr. Sharon Ford, who is Director for Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family. How's it going today? Oh, it's going well. After our snowstorm, a little bit of snowstorm yesterday, I was so good to see the sun come out this morning and dry up the streets. And so there's snow on the grass, but the streets are dry. So I'm so happy about that. Folks uh, who are thinking, what snow? Uh, no, there's no, because we, we actually had an extended winter here that only finally we were able to shake maybe a couple of weeks ago. But focus on the family being based in Colorado. How deep into the year do you get snow? Even into April, I guess? It, it's, ever get- oh, we can, we can get snow all the way to Mother's Day, um, wow. technically. So, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it's pretty. It's all part of God's creation. And uh, now, have you been in uh, Colorado a majority of your life, or have you traveled around in the parts of the country? Well, being a child of a uh, military father, uh, I have traveled um, quite a bit in, in, over the years, but I have been in Colorado for the last 37 years. Okay. Wow. Wow. What are some of the places you've been, out of curiosity? God's the God of the whole world, so it's interesting to hear where people have, you know. So, my dad actually did two tours at Fort Carson. That's how we, I came to appreciate Colorado. Yeah. Um, but we've been in Germany and um, stayed there for three years. But, you know, most of his tours of duty were in the United States. One of my sisters was born in, um, right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, so okay. the military base for there. Uh, I was born at Fort Riley, um, Fort Riley. I went to high school right out of Fort Raleigh, Kansas, and and so went to uh, was um, also my dad was stationed in um, in Missouri, wow, um, and a military base there. So yeah, just a few places. It's neat over to my see. Lifetime. I think it's healthy. You know, it's good to get outside of wherever <laughs> we are, are used to being, and uh, also realize that God's God everywhere. So uh, you know, whether it's a different culture altogether, or just a different part of of 
you know, a given country. So that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, so director for foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family. I w- want to lead to that in a minute. But before that, uh, folks just tuning in, Focus on the Family has certainly been on our, the program, the radio program, on WFIL for many, many years, 7 a.m. each weekday morning, also 8.30 p.m. weeknights, several times over the weekend, various and sundry uh, offshoots of the ministry like Adventures in Odyssey. Just last mm-hmm. week, John, uh, Jim Daly has joined us many times. Just last week, John Fuller, for the first time, joined us, and we're glad to have you on, too, to share about this particular aspect, because focus on the family is much more than just the radio ministry. It may seem like that to That's folks, right? right? <laughs> so. That's right. It's marriage. It's about parenting. It's about children. It's about speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves, vulnerable populations, whether it's a child with a visual um, uh, challenge, um, where you can see that they're in great, um, with braces or in a wheelchair, or children with autism, um, that, that invisible um, disability. Um, God is right there to use the church to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Well, I want to chat with you more about that in a second, but just a little backstory. If you have a moment, take your time and just share how God got a hold of you in the first place. Not that a person who doesn't know the Lord couldn't have a heart for children and, and all the things <laughs> you do, but I know that, that, that from what I understand, that's very integral as to why you're doing what you're doing. Well, God got a hold of me when I was um, probably early on in my life. I initially started out in Catholicism, um, was thought for many, many years I would grow up and enter the convent. Um, I knew that there was a call in my life to serve God's people, so I had given God my life over to God, and um, boy, then I went through undergraduate school, still at a, a Christian, at a Catholic university, um, did that. And then it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I worked with youth, um, and I was like, okay, that's not quite it. I thought I would go get my, you know, a degree, extra degree, and, and do some counseling. And I was like, mm, that didn't seem right. And then he said, you know what? I need you to be a public servant. I need you to love on people um, without always being able to say, and thus says the Lord. And so working in state government did just, I did just that. Um, loving on God and loving on God's people with serving as a public servant. And so every step of the way, trusting God, so God, is, is it time yet? Are you taking me in a new direction? He said, I can tell you to leave. This is where you're supposed to be. And so um, always trusting Him. That's great. Folks tuning in, uh, Dr. Sharon Ford's our guest. She's director for foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family. There are different, uh, you know, April is this month or June is this month uh, sort of things going on. And uh, April is actually National Child Abuse Prevention Month. And um, maybe you share a little bit about that uh, and and your thoughts on how people who are listening, well, maybe even just to lay out the the problem, and especially I'm guessing over the past year has, has become more challenging. You know, it's so important that your audience hears that um, parents, uh, we all struggle in life. And while um, people are having children, their goal is to raise their, ch- their children well, to have them su- be successful in life. Um, but in this day and age, we have a lot of issues going on around isolation, clearly through the pandemic. We have issues of domestic violence where the breakdown of the marriage is occurring. We have issues with um, parents really not having the, the 
um, the supports that they need and helping to raise their children, um, being isolated um, during the pandemic and 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 you know and then your finances aren't where they need to be or should be, and so families struggle. And so sometimes children are neglected, and unfortunately, sometimes they're also abused. And so I can tell you that across the nation, there's over 700,000 reports of abuse or neglect um, that occur across the nation, and every single one of those reports. Um, the, the child welfare system tries to look into them to see, are they valid issues? And when they are valid issues, it's, they are able to step in, hopefully, to protect the child and to save the child from being further abused. But I can tell you that they wouldn't be able to even know about the situation if it weren't for the caring and loving and attentive people who are listening to this program today who was saying, should I make that call? If they didn't make that call, we don't know what would happen to those children. And I know that one of the concerns for people is, well, somebody else, they're going to see it. The child's going to tell somebody else about that situation. But you know what? That child trusted you. They trusted you to hear that they had a cry. And so believing in that child that they really are, at risk of harm or have been harmed, and you caring enough to then affirm that child, believing first in the child, affirming that child that it's not their fault, that they don't have to worry about getting somebody in trouble, and then you being the, the important adult to pick up that telephone and to call. And every state has a hotline that um, a person can call and make a report to. But I want to give you the national number that if you know of a child who's being abused or neglected today, if you've seen bruises on a child, if you suspect that someone's being harmed, please pick up the phone and dial 1-800-422-4453. Somebody might never say thank you, but then again, knowing that you helped spare a child's life, you protected them from harm, isn't that thanks enough? Dr. Sharon, so ch- no, go right ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Children in your community are, are counting on you to pick up the phone and help them because they're scared, but they trusted you. They came to you and told you about their situation. Dr. Sharon Ford's our guest. She's director for foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family. Uh, you know, you bring up a very interesting point. It's a, obviously it's a serious topic, very serious topic. Uh, some of the situations are more obvious than others and may have some nuance to it. Maybe you're not really sure. And other dynamics like how well you know a given family could be something happening right next door. Perhaps a family you know through church or a pickup basketball league you're playing or somehow you have something, but you're not sure what direction to go. Um, on that topic of calling, have you found in your experience that it's a little bit better safe than sorry, make the call because if there's nothing really going on, uh, it, it'll that will be revealed? Um, 
even even somebody might be afraid of like I'm afraid of damaging my relationship with the adults. Like we've known them a long time, or we kind of you know what I'm saying. Like, what are some of the things that people, as they're hearing you speak, may give them reason to pause, and and, and maybe what the wise course of action is to plow ahead anyway, or are there situations where you do talk to the parent and see if your suspicions are even close? You know, it's a lot of wisdom I think that folks may need. You know, Tim, all of the things that you just brought up are all the things that people have said to me over the years. Well, they're my neighbor. Gosh, we've lived on this street for 20 years. I know them. And it's like, you know the side of them that they show you you don't, we don't know people when they're sometimes struggling. Hmm. And, and, and when we struggle, sometimes that struggle is so private that it plays out in different ways. Um, you know, once I, I went out on a call and around child protection, we went to do the investigation. And the next door neighbor, when we asked, you know, hey, could you please share some information with us? And no, 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 that's my neighbor. I don't want to do anything that would get them in trouble. And I said, but what about the children? Well, I don't want them hurt. I want you to protect them. But I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't want to say anything. Well, who's, who's going to help us protect them if you don't say anything? Every call needs to be looked into. And so I, I, I encourage people, please put the children first. You say, but what if those, those kids lie? Those teenagers, they lie. And it's like, you know, kids lie about a lot of things, but they typically don't lie about being hurt. And, yeah. and that's where child welfare comes in. It's child welfare's responsibility to do the investigation. And once there's been an investigation around abuse or neglect, it's the agency's responsibility then to provide supportive services to the families to prevent further abuse, to prevent neglect, and hopefully to prevent that child from even entering the foster care system. So your timely call might be just what that family needs to get the help that they need and to protect that child who's at risk. Dr. Sharon Ford's our guest, Director for Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family. We have just a brief break to take. We'll keep our conversation rolling here, uh, including conversation about foster care and adoption. Uh, she's been with uh, Focus on the Family for a long time and has a lot of experience. We want to pick her brain a little further. Back in just a moment, it's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 425, 426 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Dr. Sharon Ford is our guest. She's director for foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family. Uh, and April being National Child Abuse Prevention Month. We're talking about that some and also wanted to uh, swing into the area of foster care and adoption. Because in a practical note, uh, Dr. Ford, one of the questions simply is, is folks are listening in. And I think generally folks would say, of course, no child should be in a position to be abused. And if I can see that something's happening, I do need to call that number you, you gave, 800-422-4453, 800-422-4453. I'm thinking there are other ways too, simply by taking stock of your relationship with your friends and neighbors, those right around you, to strengthen those friendships so that you're in position to support them before a problem happens, right? Just a kind of an 
overall call to let's love our neighbor and, and be involved in their business in a good way and, and vice versa, share life together. But one practical thing, too, is the foster care, is those who are in foster care that something's already happened, perhaps in their in foster care. Um, just to share your heart on that and, and how people maybe have given thought to that before could step up. What are practical ways they could do to, to be in foster care and, and involve uh, supporting children who are in that position right now? You know, you know, Tim, you make a very good point. There are children who will enter the foster care system that are right there from your um, families, communities, local, that local community. And we need, that system needs for caring, loving um, adults, families to open their hearts and open their homes to these children who are in need. Every child deserves to have a quality foster family. If they're going to come into the system, they don't need to come into the system and be further harmed by a foster parent. That's why God has called the church to be that safety net, that safety net for children. So if God is calling you to be your family, to be a, a foster family, call your local agency. Google on your, get on your computer and say, Um, find the faith-based child placement agency in my state, in my community, and look them up. Call them. Interview them about becoming a foster parent. Go through the training. Go to the orientation. Do the home study. Be prepared to welcome a child who needs to have a temporary break from their family of origin while their family gets their healing, works through their alcohol or drug issues, gets back on their feet, let that child be safe. Let them be nurtured and well cared for in your home. And then you be the bridge that helps that child get back home safely. Pray over that child. Pray over that birth mama. Pray pray over that birth father until they can get back on their feet again and have their child return home. And then for some children who can't ever go back home because it won't ever be safe, um, God says, will you become a forever family through adoption? Will you be the new mama, forever mama, forever papa for that child? And if God's calling your family to do that, then say, okay, God, equip me, prepare me t- to walk that journey, Doctor, to walk alongside a child who needs a forever home. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sharon Ford, our guest, Director for Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family, the radio broadcast every weekday morning at 7 Weeknights at 8.30, been on the air here for many, many years. But, uh, you know, it's focus on the family's ministry is much more than just what you hear on the air for those 30 minutes each each day, a couple times a day or on the weekend. They have uh, many other things going on at their home base in uh, Colorado. And uh, you're talking about that, Dr. Ford. I'm just thinking as you're talking there, whether it turns it starts off as a foster care situation and leads to adoption or maybe it is just the foster care window. Either way, there's so much... Um, of the gospel on that, you're really standing in the gap, right? Um, you bet. Br- being a bridge, just like Jesus did for us, except his bridge, of course, links us uh, to, to his he- our Heavenly Father forever. Um, I mean, so much of the gospel, is, 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 and even the idea of being pro-life. We talk about pro-life in terms of not having an abortion, but there's so many other things about this that would be another way of being pro-life and, and showing that you want to be demonstrating it in action. This is the pro-life action. Um, we talk about from the womb to the grave. And so here's child welfare in between. Here's 
foster care. Here's preventing abuse and neglect. That's, let's be proactive as a community rather than reactive. Let's be proactive with that birth family and helping them so that their child never has to be removed from their home. Let's wrap around supportive services around um, with acts of kindness to that birth mama who's struggling. She, the child's in the grocery store. You've seen it. They're having a meltdown. Mom has a meltdown, and now she's, you know, pushing or shoving or, or even hitting the child. Go and be that extra hand, that extra ear for her, and say, hold, hold, hold on, how can I help you? It's not about being judgmental. It is about being a good neighbor and caring. And might you have to call child protection? Yes. But that doesn't mean that you can't continue to love on her and love on that dad to their place of healing so that they can be the parent they want to be. All of us need help. That's really true. That's really true. Uh, Dr. Ford, on the foster care piece, just a, a, a quick question. Uh, in your experience, what, what tends to be arranged? Like uh, if, if folks thought, you know, I, I'm in a place in my life, I think I could do that or for a little while, but then maybe not so, so sure how long of a window that means. Is there an average length of time that a foster care situation tends to, to be? <laughs> I wish that was so true. Um, I can tell you that for every child, it's different. Um, for families who God has called upon you to step into being a foster parent, know that whether that child needs you for an overnight, they need you for a week, a month, six months, or five years. You said foster care for five years? All throughout that process, that family has rights. Those adults have rights about going to court and showing the judge that they're improving on their situation. And they're hopefully fighting to get their children back. And the court has the responsibility, as long as they're making progress, to give them that opportunity to progress. Um, for families who aren't willing to progress, get to take the resources and do better, um, the court will step in and say, okay, you're not trying, so we can't make you try, so we're going to stop this for the children's sake. And so... Um, and so it can be for a short period of time that you would have a child in your home, or it could be a long period of time. I listened to a couple yesterday who um, were talking about they had a set of twins for two years in their home for foster care. And the mom finally, finally, it clicked, and she really started working her plan to get her twins back again. But I want to, want to tell you something. In the process of her working, finally deciding to work her treatment plan, she came to know the Lord. She came and became a member of a church. She got a job. She got housing. That church wrapped loving, supportive services around her. Those children never left the Sunday school room after they started coming with that foster parent. Why? Because that mama became a member of that church, and those children are continuing to be ministered to by the Sunday school teacher, that mama is being ministered to by the women's ministry, by the whole church. She found family. She found the support that she needed. And she's now being able to stand when before she could barely crawl. And that's all because the church, a foster care mom, who said, God, how do you want to use my family? And God said, would you please foster? Would you take care of somebody else's kids? I love that story. And, and you know, what's a great reminder, Dr. Ford is 
when you think about being a foster parent, you the focus is, I guess, first and foremost on the child and helping them have a place to to be safe, especially because that you know they're generally probably underage and they they need that. But the the blessing that you also are to the parent, I think, probably gets forgotten, right? And and That's what you right. just said is a great story to remember. You're giving the gift of life to the mom or the dad or both, uh, because life can be hard. And not everybody started off in the same spot. And some people are mm-hmm. going to really, you know, thank you for the breather. Thank you for whether it's a short one or a long one. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine a 17-year-old having twins, that she's ready to be a mom? I thank God she chose life. Yeah. She didn't abort those babies. Mm-hmm. You know, but she struggled. And unfortunately, in her struggle, she, the, the children were harmed. She got the help that she needed, and it took her a minute to finally accept the help to do right. But once she did, <laughs> look at the praise report on the end. Got to think that God's heart is uh, it beats faster even when He sees people stepping in, especially the, the church and the body of Christ stepping into other people's lives to love like that. Yep, yep, you bet, you bet. Well, Dr. Ford, it's great to make your acquaintance, and, and hopefully we can have you on again uh, over time and, and get more insight from you, uh, whether it's a, a current event that happens or just more insight onto uh, into foster care or adoption or other related things that you're involved with. Uh, maybe just uh, as we part company, one last thing, if you have a second. If just in general, what's, what's a day in the life of Dr. Sharon Ford about when you're at Focus, <laughs> if there is such a thing? the wonderful privilege of talking to people all over the United States who are interesting, interested in becoming um, a resource for children. And so um, I talk to pastors, I talk to lay leaders, I talk to government officials. Yes, being a former government official, I talk to other government officials, and they're saying, what does Focus on the Family have to do with foster care and adoption? Like, we want to come and serve you. We want to come and serve your community. We know state government takes custody of those children who are coming into foster care. We want to help go into use our voice and our reach to talk to people in the church, talk to pastors, go to the pew, and help them to know that God uses his, his bride, his faithful bride, to be the loving hands to children who are in need and to love on families who need restoration. So I get to carry that, uh, have that clarion call message to uh, churches all throughout the nation, and wherever a door is open, I'm willing to go there and speak. Um, We're willing to take our program, which is called Wait No More, waitnomore.org is our website. And if someone, um, you know, is interested in us coming and bringing our resources and saying, hey, church, will you convene an event and bring churches from all over our community to hear about the need? We want people to know that children should leave their own school, their own community, their zip code to go to, if they have to go into foster care. They shouldn't have to go across the state line. They shouldn't have to go five communities over. You know, you know, four count, four or five counties over. There should be a foster family right there in their own community, so that they can stay in their in the same YMCA, go to the same Boy Scouts or, or Girl Scouts or, or Cub Scouts, that they can stay playing Corey League football in their own community. And that can only occur if the body of Christ stands up and says, "God, how would you use me and my family?" 
And so I want to talk to families about that. And so I get to do that through our Wait No More program. So right now I'm busy talking to folks in Florida because we're doing four events this fall in Florida. I've been on the phone to folks last week in Kentucky because we have two events happening in Kentucky in Ashland and Frankfort, Kentucky. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm about serving God's people. Amen. How about that? And the site again for the event you just mentioned, waitnomore.org. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in general, Dr. Ford, is there a a way folks can maybe just kind of keep up? Maybe it's just the overall focused website, but just kind of current events or things, resources and all that sort of thing, or, or, you know, whatever angle they want to take, whether it's foster adoption or just being educated on these things. Focus is main site a good place to start, or is there even a Actually, our, our Wait No More website um, is the place for them to go, waitnomore.org, okay. and we have tons of resources. Um, I would love if you've got a small group and you want us to send some of our resources for, um, from foster care and adoption to your small group, there's a, pl- uh, a form on our website at waitnomore.org where we could be, we gladly send you those, no cost to you. That's great. Dr. Ford, can I pray for you for a second? Okay, Lord, thank you so much for this time with Dr. Ford. She's uh, doing great work and and wanting to prompt others to do the same. So I just pray you give her energy, as I'm sure it's a battle, but a a rewarding battle to be a part of, and yet it's ongoing. So I just pray you give her strength day by day to keep at it and to be faithful and let you take it and do what you will with it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Keep up the great work, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again. Okay, well, you take care, Tim. You too. Um, great to meet you. You too. That's Dr. Sharon <laughs> Ford. Bye-bye. Uh, Dr. Sharon Bye-bye. Ford is Director for Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family. And again, the site she mentioned, waitnomore.org. Great to make her acquaintance. And uh, we had her on today because uh, April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. So if you just missed uh, or just tuning in now, we talked more about that in the first part of our conversation. And uh, continued on to talk about foster care and adoption and some other related things. A lot of good stuff there. Wow. You know, it's, it's, I like having people on this program, Victoria, that are smarter than I am. No, no, no. I see that remark uh, coming. To, no, I don't no. really know what to say to that. Yeah. So the producer, it's not, so, uh... <laughs> it's, it's not an uncommon thing. I understand it's a low bar to clear. However, uh, cause I love learning. I think there's lots of ways to do a radio program, right? And it can be trying to be funny. Yuck, yuck, yuck. But reality is, I think when people listen and they can learn something, I find that the best. I Certainly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so we're glad to have had Dr. Sharon Ford on. We'll have a podcast up of that uh, as soon as we're able to after the program is done here a little later on tonight, perhaps. Um, in the meantime, let's see. Um, down to 44. Just check the forecast for a second. Clear skies tonight. Had a beautiful day. Tomorrow, a lot of sun again. 71 the high. Love that. Flyers lost to Boston last night 4-2. They play at the Islanders tomorrow night at 7. Sixers beat Boston 106-96. Joel Embiid with 35 points. They're off till Friday night when they're at New Orleans at 8. And the Phillies lost 8-4 to the Mets yesterday. D.D. Gregorius had a home run. They're playing the Mets this afternoon at home, continuing on with their season. They've had a good start so far. Last week, we had a couple of special guests on our program. We actually had a very full week. And uh, perhaps you have heard about The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. It's a new film. has a great cast. Mira Sorvino, who won an Oscar. Oscar uh, Peter Coyote won an Emmy. 
Kevin Sorbo. Folks know him from the God's Not Dead films and uh, a bunch of others, including Austin Johnson, who is in The Greatest Showman and uh, other films. So uh, last week, we actually had the privilege of having both Mira Sorvino and Peter Coyote on the program. That was Wednesday the 31st. You can grab the podcast that on our homepage at WFIL.com. The film itself revolves around a girl named Sarah Hopkins, young girl. And unlike a lot of people, she was willing to take God at his word. She's sitting in church. He's preaching about how faith as small as a mustard seed can move a mountain. And uh, she's like big eyed and listening. Meanwhile, everybody else in church is zoning out a little bit. And the film goes on from there where she has simple faith and she takes God at his word and she asks him uh, to answer certain prayers. And you start to see the answers coming in bigger and bigger uh, situations. And the film has a way of not being so much about, is that realistic? That couldn't happen. And it's not about Sarah becoming a, a rock superstar, spiritually speaking. But what it does is, and I think when we had Peter Coyote on and Mira Sorvino, it, it opens your eyes up to thinking, you know what? In fact, let me put it this way. I watched the film with my wife, our 10-year-old daughter, and our 17-year-old daughter. And after it was over, I asked him, what did you think? Just pause. Our 10-year-old said, that was beautiful. Our 17-year-old said, the film made me sad, part of it at least. And my wife said, God is near. That's how they summed it up. And I said, you know what, that, that, those thoughts all ran through my mind. All of those things throughout the film. At one point or another, we all had tears running down our cheeks. I think our dog Moose had tears running down his cheeks. And um, I encourage you to see it. It has a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which you actually don't see very often. But more importantly, I believe that you will find, especially in a time where hope is in uh, a little bit shorter supply sometimes, or it's been a difficult stretch for a lot of folks over the last year and change, that I think this film will inspire you and encourage you and um, and point you to the character of God. Uh, and it is interesting, too, as a side note, that uh, despite the different... There, there are many characters in the film, and they all are viewing young Sarah Hopkins differently, like Mira Sorvino, who's the mom in the film, she's treating her daughter like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, nice, honey. Pat her on the head. You have an active imagination. Uh, thinking like that. Others are more challenged by it and uh, give more thought to it. And then people's perspectives are changing. Even Sarah is growing in her faith in God as the film unfolds. You can check it out. The girl who believes in miracles.com for more info. There's a trailer there. And the film itself is currently in theater. So go for that. Help yourself. Check it out. It's called The Miracles, The, the Girl Who Believed in Miracles, starring Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino, Austin Johnson, Kevin Sorbo, and Emmy Award winner Peter Coyote. Back with more of the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment. WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. When 
560WFL.com. On the app, it's Phil Joel's Better Than I Found It from his EP, six-song uh, release that just uh, came out recently. We're giving copies of that away. The contest is on our site at WFIL.com. Help yourself try uh, to win a copy of that. And along with it, you'll also get his book, Redwoods and Whales. Description of that is on the uh, contest page at WFIL.com. Want to take a quick break and actually would like to play a second song for you from that album. It's a really good song. It's called Sailing Speed, and I think you'll appreciate it. Um, And as we go into this little break here, a reminder, if you would like a gift card in honor of the fact that it's uh, beautiful and uh, all that, we have some gift cards to read us. We'd like to give out. Just text me 610-500-DOVE before 5 o'clock. We'll cut it off right there at 5. And uh, we'll be glad to give you a gift card. $5.60, enough to get a couple of water ices. Take your son or daughter out or your buddy, whatever it is, and and have one on us, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. Anyone who texts in before 5 will get, get, get one. One per household. And you can't have uh, one in the past month. Other than that, fire away. I just need name, address, including zip. And tomorrow we're mailing prizes out. So we'd love to mail you your card tomorrow. One more time, the text line 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And again, just name, address, and put the zip in there, and it'll be for a Rita's gift card. We'll meet out tomorrow. Wrap up our show in just a second here with that new song from Phil Joel. Give you an idea what that album's about, too, called Sailing Speed. That's on the way in a second on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. WFIL.com on the app. That's Phil Joel. You'll maybe know him as the blonde haired guy in Newsboys. He's been in Newsboys, been out of Newsboys at times doing solo work uh, emphasis and also in the band Zealand Worship. And um, that song is called Sailing Speed from his new CD, Better Than I Found It, which we are giving away now. That contest just went live today at WFIL.com. Just click the contest tab and you can enter there. There's also a book he's written called Redwoods and Whales, which will include in that prize pack should you win. Speaking of winning, congratulations to Donna in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Would love a Rita's gift card. God bless you and your ministry to me and so many. We're blessed to be here, Donna. Thank you. And from Diane in Harleysville, who wants a gift card to Rita's, Thank you very much. I'm going to take the grandkids and have a wonderful time. We're glad for you, Diane. Thank you. Thanks to Brian and Chevrolet also for sponsoring the show, making it possible. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.